Hey everybody, welcome back to the Zero to Five Million Dollar Podcast. I'm Ollie, and I'm here without Sean today. I was about to say I'm sorry, I'm not. Um, you know, you know, it's one of those. <laughs> we go with it. But uh, today, I'm pleased to tell you, I'm with two people who I spend a lot of time with, like every single week. Uh, they're probably sick to death of me, but they're still here with me again. And they, they are, as we say in Vanessaoff Nordicos, the Jacksons, because Elena and Stacey Jackson, they are pretty much, you know. I don't even want to put a percentage on it. They're our marketing team within the marketing team, right? So they do a whole bunch of stuff from ads, from copy to imagery, to landing pages, to emails, to social media, to honestly, you name it. I, th- I think they've probably done it or are doing it as current. So I wanted to bring them on, uh, not least because they deserve to explain some of the mistakes that they've made. I, I, I've asked them many times, what have you done that's gone wrong or what do you think we could do better? I think it'd be good fun to have them on. And also, I'm from a fairly similar background to the kind of work that they're doing. So interested in their experience. So, um, so Stacey, Elena, welcome to the Zero to Five Million Dollar Podcast. Thank you Thanks for, for having, having us. We're excited. Well, um, I will start with, so on, on my Zoom, Stacey's top right. So I'll start with her. Stacey, right. are you going to take credit for um, the idea to start working <laughs> together? How did this all start together? Um. I guess I could take the blame or we could blame the company that laid me off back in 2011. (laughs) That's how this whole thing started. Elena and I actually worked at the same company. Um, Our mom and dad even worked at that company because our dad had a business before and then folded it into the place where we worked. He left and then the company was sold. And of course, marketers and salespeople got laid off. So I tried unemployment, finding a job, but it's just soul crushing (laughs) to go through that effort. Um, So I started taking projects from people in my network and um, started to build up a few customers and decided with Elena when she had to go to Miami for an expedited passport, we took a trip together and talked about, hey, let's just do this because we're kind of sick over... uh, this getting laid off and who knows who's going to get uh the boot next so let's just do our own thing is that true elena that was it was it really stacy's idea did she start carrying the bag or, or did you actually do it tell me the truth well since she got laid off you know she tr- she tried to find a job and what's funny is most people would tell her you worked there for too long and it's like what it what happened to loyalty and so when i had to get my uh passport renewed i'm like you want to ride with me down to miami since you don't have anything to do so (laughs) on the trip we were just talking and she's like well maybe we just start a business i'm like i'm game because i don't like working here anymore so i will jump ship when when we're ready you know (laughs) i was i was ready to go it was scary but you know it's it is what it is and she she worked it and got it going so i will give her credit you know, she, she really, uh, got it started for us. And once she got that first client, I jumped ship. I was like, okay, bye-bye. I'm gone. I don't want to be a project manager anymore. I'm going to be a marketer. (laughs) And one thing to point out to anybody who's thinking about starting a business, but they're scared of losing that, um, consistent paycheck. You're there's no guarantees in life (laughs) or work. So you could always start it as a side hustle and grow from there. So you can be a little bit brave if you really want to do it. So as Stacey, you were the one that got those first couple of clients and then Elena, you know, she, she's kind of a second 
uh, leg here. You know, you started everything. It was all on you, on your back. You did the hard yards. Just kidding, Elena. Um, <laughs> how did you get those first clients? I know you said it was your network, but what was the nature of it? Like, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, knowing what you guys do now, you probably didn't, unless you're about to prove me wrong, you probably didn't just land upon three or four companies who are going to give you a big chunk of change to do a lot of work. It's probably some smaller stuff here or there. You, yes. you know, you can be our email person, right? Things like that. So what, what was it like in those first days? Um, it was, I, I would say it's, it was scary coming from having a full-time job with a guaranteed paycheck, but I had no guarantees anymore at that point. I, di- I wouldn't get an unemployment check if I didn't do all these stupid things I had to do. So it was kind of um, freeing. I actually went back to the office to, to say hi to some people one day. And uh, I was so happy and they were all so miserable. And they said, what is wrong with you? What are you on? And I said, unemployment, baby. I mean, I was so happy <laughs> because I was taking that time to start the business. And, and yes, it was, it was a little scary, but Elena still had a job. So I wasn't feeling the pressure of having to do something right away to um, help her, you know, survive. She had a good job and I had time and space to start the business and get it going. And those little jobs came from people I knew. And we were in a very niche industry. We did, um, I had worked for 16 years for a company that served food service manufacturers. So nothing that you see in the grocery store. We created software for food companies to sell to restaurants, schools, and things like that. So my network was super, super tightly limited. But from there, people introduced me to other people. And I got really active on Twitter. And that's actually how we got involved with Vanilla Soft is through Twitter. But what drove, and, and at the time it was Ken Murray, who used to be um, at Vanilla Soft. He has since passed, but he was David's uh, partner, I guess you would say. Um, is that right, Stacey? They, um, he was, created he, the business he found together. it. Yeah, yeah. And um, how did he come to say, he wanted to work with us. This, this was a interesting story. I thought he looked at our early website because I had been retweeting things that were um, shared by vanilla soft. So that led him to check out our website and he read about me and saw that I make the best guacamole and it's better than yours. And he knew he had to just give me a call and talk to me, even if it went nowhere, (laughs) he thought that was hilarious. So (laughs) So Vanilla Soft was one of our first clients and still one of our clients. So it's been a good journey with them. So, um, so Elena comes on board and uh, I'm assuming that's where it all goes wrong. Is it? Exactly. (laughs) It's like, what just happened? So what happens next then? So Elena comes on board, things are looking up um, at that client level where it's, we're good to go. And it makes financial sense as well, because you can't just leave a job and have no sort of money coming in. So, well, um, so what happens after that? Do you start going up market? You start going for more clients? You start changing the way that you do the work or types of work? What happens? Well, we never claim to be smart in this respect, <laughs> Elena. Uh, she probably jumped ship too early, but <laughs> we, we had a little bit of struggle along the way um, where we still probably went after very small customers. Not probably, we did. and. It was a little hand to mouth for a while there. I mean, we even went 
so far as to look on Craigslist at one point. <laughs> and I'll let you tell the story about this, this meeting that we had, Elena. We actually did go meet with this guy about a project so, on Craigslist. So we found this job on Craigslist and, you know, because that's where you go find all your jobs. And we went and it was this, it was a neighborhood. It was, it was sketchy. It was a little sketchy. And like to, to explain a little bit more, one of the houses in the neighborhood was painted camouflage. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, you know, it's these two women going to this random house because he worked out of his house and we kind of, before we went in, we called our dad. We drove around a couple of times. We're like, if you don't hear back from us, this is where we are, you know, because we were a little nervous, but we get there, we go in and we meet the guy. He's a biker dude, but he is the nicest guy you would ever meet. He was awesome. And we just, we got a, another client with him and he had us doing different things for his company. And it just kind of, we just kept finding other jobs. Um, a lot of our clients came from word of mouth in the beginning. It was like, oh, you got to meet Stacy and Elena. Go work with the Jacksons. They're great and blah, blah, blah. So it was really a lot of the beginning stuff after we got a couple of clients under our belt. A lot of it was word of mouth in, in getting our next few clients and, and getting things kind of settled. So I guess it doesn't hurt to take a risk on Craigslist, but I'd be very careful. Be careful. <laughs> So, um, so from there, I'm, what I was half expecting one of you to say, and uh, maybe it's not true, or maybe we'll get to that point, is um, like how you're packaging up what you do. So this, this was a massive thing in my agency time. It was always rinse and repeat the same stuff every single month. Dead easy to do. And, it, and in the same regards, you know, if, if I left or if a client left or if we got a new one, it's pretty straightforward in terms of like we need more people to help us do this. Well, you know, mm-hmm. once they've done it two, three times, they can do it a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how I learn it. So is, is there a packaging, a tiering or something like that, where, where, you know, these are the things we're going to do. These are the tools that we need internally or that we will be using all the time and that sort of stuff to do the same work for mm-hmm. different companies. Yeah. I would say that there's definitely certain tools and things that you need to know and that we would use across the board for most of our clients. And, and so some of those processes. things are, yeah, some of those things are rinse and repeat. As far as like what you mentioned, you know, how we package things up in the beginning, we just kind of did custom proposals. And then we went and put some packages out there. Okay, you'll get all this stuff in this package each month for this price. Nobody was interested in any of the packages we put together. They were interested, but only but, if we would tweak it and can you add this or yeah. also do that or remove yeah. this and replace with that. So we ended up going back to custom proposals because nobody ever wants just the same thing and everybody wants a little bit different or I want these three things, but not those two things. So packaging, putting our pricing in, into packaging in this um, industry for us didn't work because everybody wanted something a little bit different. So we are, our stuff is all custom, what you want. Um, Typically for most of our clients though, it's just a, here's a set of hours, have us do what you need us to do. So it's not just, I'm only going to write a blog or I'm only going to do your social or this or that. I'm going to do whatever you need us to do. We're going to do it. And so that's kind of where 
most of our clients fall is just setting up a retainer package. Okay. I need you to do this in HubSpot. I need you to do this social. I need you to do this. So it's just, just but also kind of all over. We also offer a strategy and helping clients who, especially where maybe it's an industry that they haven't fully, even today, fully embraced content marketing or gotten involved in social. And we're able to help them strategize how, how do we get involved in, uh, these different channels and how do we talk to people so we don't sound like a used car salesman yeah. on social media? Okay. So on the, on the word uh, used car salesman then. So who gets the fun thing of having to deal with prospects and trying to get deals over the line? Cause I, as speaking from someone who's tried that wasn't comfortable with it, had no training, no skill, no process, absolutely zero. It's really hard. So how, um, how do you work that out between yourselves? You, new prospect comes to you, what's happening? It is hard. And neither of us would claim to be a natural born salesperson. Um, we kind of attack it as a team, but if it were left up to me, I am the worst because I always want to help people and give them a break. And I would just give away the company saying, oh, well, I just really like this person. I want to help them. And Elena makes sure that we make money. <laughs> I'm the person who likes to go do things. And Elena's the person who makes sure we get paid for it. Okay. But I'm not a jerk. I do like no, to help no. people too. <laughs> no, but I didn't mean that. But you no, make sure we. But there comes a time where, you know, you can't just give everything away for free. Oh, uh, Stacy, I, I need help on something um, <laughs> when, we're, when we're finished here. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, you've got to have good cop, bad copy in one sense yeah. or another. It's a bit cliche, but yeah, someone's got to watch out for the bottom line. So, so I'm with you. Okay, so, so that's where you are today. Um, what is next? Um, going upstream, charging more, bigger clients, different types. Is there, is there an idea for that or, or just having a good time as you go? Well, well, I would go, go ahead. ahead. No, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, obviously charging more is something that every company wants to look at, at, at some point in time, we have increased prices over the years. It's always a, that's always a hard conversation too, with your clients, you know, Oh, by the way, we're doing a price increase. Um, but we try to work with our current clients on those price increases as they come and not just hike it up like maybe where it has increased over the years and maybe we slowly increase with our current clients but i i mean you can't stay in business if you if you want to grow if you're not going to try and make your business grow financially as well and i think it takes at least for me like i just like to do things. And I'm like, I can't believe somebody's going to pay me to do this. So <laughs> I it's it's about gaining confidence as a business owner, as you grow to say, yes, my it's not just for fun. This is a valuable service I'm offering and my time is worth something. And then it's okay to charge what is valued at. Yeah. Well, one thing that I've done before is and it's okay if it takes even a couple of years, you know, mm -hmm. provided that company stays with you. Rates normally end up going up or, you know, you add more um, labor intensive tasks and that sort of thing, which require a bit more skill and training and all that stuff. So it's worth more. Mm -hmm. But um, if, if you're signing new clients on new rates, 
eventually the you know someone reaches the bottom of the pile where they're paying the less you might have been with them for a couple of years and you can say look i mean we we really love you guys but we're we're at that point where we almost can't do it mm-hmm. so it's you know we've 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 got some options but at least then you're not just saying hey rate's gone up 10% right. pay or take it away right so, mm-hmm. yeah one of those things but and we've had some of those conversations and we've left a client or two where we really loved the people, but we couldn't make it work anymore. So it, that's hard too, because I really enjoy um, the relationships that we build with the clients we work with. It almost feels like we work at their companies sometimes, especially mm-hmm. vanilla soft. But um, so, yeah, it is hard, but it's sometimes you have to either walk away or renegotiate and that, that can be difficult, but it's what you need to do to keep growing. Okay, ladies, time for something uh, a bit painful. Hopefully not too bad, but I'll go to Elena first. I'm going to build up the blood pressure a little bit before I ask her. So um, we've talked about some mistakes that we've made before, some of them pretty bad. Um, I'll be honest, the, the one that I shared before with you two, I thought was a little bit worse than yours. And I'm, I'm hoping that you've come up with something more embarrassing, a bit more triggering that you've done. Maybe maybe not even just um, in, in your time working together but as as career marketers um help help our listeners understand something that you did that was calamitously bad and didn't work for you at all and was very terrible so uh, so elena what you got calamitously bad goodness you're really putting us on the spot there um you know i have been very lucky to not have anything major um happen as far as me screwing something up, um, there have been, you know, HubSpot is always a beast and we have had some mishaps in HubSpot at times. So I would have to say what I have recently done is <laughs> turned off a workflow to f- change something, didn't realize everything wasn't working on it yet. Um, and then turned it back on and didn't realize everyone was still enrolling the first time. And then they didn't get re-enrolled when I turned it back on. So everybody didn't get the email they were supposed to get. We came in and fixed it, but that was a pretty big uh, embarrassing moment for me. Hey, that sounds really familiar. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say. <laughs> Honestly, that one, I just thought, I didn't even think anything of it. It's just this, it's whatever. It's, it's not a huge one, but. But I have done something similar. You've turned it on by mistake when it wasn't even built and the email wasn't approved and it's got like spelling in it and all those mm-hmm. kind of things. So I know what you mean. So what about you, Stacey? What you got? This one, to me, it was super embarrassing and a big mistake. I don't know if everybody else would think it was, but it also has to do with a HubSpot error and email. And I accidentally emailed everybody since the beginning of time in the database that their free trial had just started because I, <laughs> oh, I wow. screwed up and misread what the workflow said was going to happen when I, after I edited it and I sent it to the world of the whole database and I had to write out an explanation of everything every step I took what I will do to fix it and not make let this happen again and it was very embarrassing but I've learned my lesson (laughs) and I'm a I am extremely careful before hitting go and we'll have somebody (laughs) 
I'll screenshot the page and say, will you just make sure that when I do this, <laughs> I'm not going to cause a calamity. So, yeah. And That's I don't think fun. everybody yeah. realizes how much goes into setting up things in HubSpot and how detailed it is and how confusing their wording can be sometimes. Okay. If I do this, it's going to do that, you know, so it happens. I'm so glad that you, you both handle sending emails for us. That's just <laughs> the anxiety I used to yes. get with that. Just pressing that schedule button and knowing that it's just gone and it's out of my control. I hated yes. that so much, but especially after you've done a bad one and you're like, Oh God, this is the first one. I yeah. gotta make sure it's okay. I think it's okay. Is it okay? Should I change it? Should I wait? And you, and you just cause yourself a problem. So I'll schedule it, then I'll stop it. I'm like, I'm going to read it again. Okay. And then, no, I'm going to read it again. <laughs> it's it's very stressful. That's oh, the yes. most stressful thing in marketing to me. <laughs> and and managing other people's money for AdWords. That's our Google Ads. Okay, ladies. So uh, we're coming up on time, but um, I don't know if this is coming up before, during, or after the virtual conference, but I'm going to ask you a similar question to what we covered in our, in our session together, which was the marketing mistakes. So, um, so let's go with Elena first then what's, what's one that you've seen, maybe not necessarily clients do, but you know, I'll, I'll give a little teaser anyway. So in our, in our talk where we're going to do SEO, a uh, bit of managing some money. And then I believe we're going to talk about the content being a little bit boring, a little bit stale. So aside of those, uh, what's coming to mind? Hmm. I would say one thing that people don't take advantage of is the use of video or they're scared to do a video because they're going to look stupid or something. And so they just avoid it. And I would say that's a big mistake because video um, has become a huge part of the digital marketing strategy. And if you're not using it, you're kind of missing some of those areas and opportunities um, to reach new people. Okay, video. Stacy, what about you? I want to say SEO again, but I will say a big mistake that people make is putting a lot of budget toward Google ads and then not working it every day, just assuming that it'll run on autopilot. I see that happen. And it's when I manage somebody's at Google ads, I am in there every day and just stressfully watching the, the numbers and making sure no negative keywords that shouldn't be allowed or, or making sure that they're all in there. It's just, you really need to work your Google search account or ads account to make sure that you're not wasting money. And that can be a huge expensive mistake. All right. Good stuff, ladies. Thanks very much for coming on the show. We appreciate it a lot and we appreciate all the work that you do. So before you head off, uh, let's go back to Stacey then. Where can people follow you and where can people find out about what you do and, and have you help them out? Sure. We are the B2B Mix and you can find us on Twitter. So it's just the B2B Mix. No spaces or anything is our handle. Same handle on Facebook. And we're also on LinkedIn. And Elaine and I are both have our own individual handles that you can find us linked to the company on those platforms. And then our website is theb2bmix.com. Did Stacey do it all in or have you got something else you want to plug? Maybe, maybe a podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, is We're she going to say it? Here. 
<laughs> That's my biggest mistake today. There you go. So yeah, we have a podcast called the B2B Mix Show. Um, you can find it on our website and then you can, on one of the podcast episodes, it has all the links to where you can go and follow us on your favorite platform to listen. Um, and then you can find us both on LinkedIn as well. Elena, that's Alan with an extra nuh at the end. And Jackson. And Ollie oh. will be on our podcast soon. So you should go listen in July. Yes. Well, that, that will be good fun. Yeah, there'll be a lot of stuff to go through on that one. So, okay, team. Yeah, thanks very much, as I said, for uh, for coming on the show. Good stuff, as always. Always uh, always good fun having a good chat about our mistakes and the things that we do. But um, listeners, thanks so much for listening. If, uh, if you've got this far in the episode, I salute you. That's probably one of our longer episodes, 25 plus minutes. So um, that's, that's poor on me for not keeping track of the time. I'm sorry. But if you did enjoy it, make sure you leave a five-star review. If you can, that would really, really help us out. We appreciate that a lot. And um, make sure you subscribe. That's the other thing we've always got to make sure you do. You'll catch next week's episode back to maybe a debate with Sean, maybe something else. I don't know. We'll work it out. And with that, I'll leave you with that. So um, have a great rest of your day, everyone. And we'll see you soon.